0: life this is george g and the time is right welcome to today's guest strong and powerful jeremy chen jeremy are you ready to do this i am ready all right let's go jeremy is a recognized sales expert helping b2b tech companies perfect their sales teams go to market strategy and increase net new business conversion rates by 15 percent jeremy tell us a little about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do
1: My personal life? Well, my personal life is not that exciting, unfortunately. Uh, Here in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, we're just starting winter. So um, uh, while I'd like to be somewhere warm, this is where I am for now. So I'll stick with it. Um, You know, my work is these days a lot of mentorship towards individuals who... um, probably fell into sales through another career path somehow, some way. And they know they can be successful. However, it's just not working out the way they would hope. And so um, a lot of times I get invited into companies that um, have a team of all stars. And then you have sometimes uh, a few people who weren't, you know, where they should be in their career. And I get tasked with helping those guys overachieve. So it's been great. It's been a great ride.
0: Nice. It's just not working out the way that they had hoped. And that's probably true for the person in the organization that hired them and for the salesperson. It's probably impossible to say why that is definitively, but what are some of the common reasons?
1: You know, um, a lot of times... A salesperson gets hired. um, They sort of get the book thrown at them. And and that literally means, you know, here's a list of contact information. Go make us some money. Go get them. You know, (laughs) go after it. And the salesperson's like, great. And then sits down at the desk and goes, what does that mean? Right? So you leave somebody like that um, unattended for weeks on end and it turns into months and then all of a sudden you see their motivation drop all of a sudden you see their focus dwindle and then it turns into i'm not telling you this but i'm going to apply for other jobs during my lunch break (laughs) right so it's very typical to see that while they have salespeople within or the organization and um you know other sales managers and that kind of stuff the newer people to these companies they just don't get the seat time that they need to be successful
0: so seat time that means they're not getting the support development
1: both i think both um especially nowadays where everything is so automated i mean you can set up an email campaign with three clicks of a button right who wants to pick up the phone and do the hard work and call people all day long right so um when you don't have that direct mentorship to say hey george i had a hard day today uh and here's my activities and let's can can we go through that um it's it's difficult unless you really really want to be there you really want to be successful at this company with this product or service it's hard to make it in that environment it really is
0: yeah no doubt, so how do you look at the state of of sales and marketing today? You mentioned we can you know create these wonderful automated programs and it's ads, and it's very different than when I started a sales career twenty years ago.
1: yeah, you know, I love the tools that people have built, you know all of the ad campaigns and marketing and all of that stuff is wonderful in my mind i think it's a passive activity because your audience can choose whether they want to deal with it or not meaning they can choose to open your email they can choose to read your marketing material they can make these choices and you have no control over that um the phone is the oldest sales weapon. <laughs> and while it's a little bit more challenging, it's still the easiest way, in my opinion, to get a hold of somebody. Right. And so um, I think that sometimes we forget that, you know, we have a lot of noise, and our job as salespeople is to cut through the noise in the most effective way. Um, and the sales, you know, A lot of times in organizations that I get invited to is done over the phone, despite having every tool known to man to avoid doing it on the phone. So I want people to recognize, I guess, my message is uh, the phone is still effective as it's always been. Right. It's just that we're trying to wean off of it for some reason.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Right. It does seem like. And that's that's i imagine a a negative thing for the salesperson who maybe doesn't have great training and they're in their are they're not a, a they're younger in in life to then all of a sudden be told pick up the telephone and start calling people
1: well it's interesting i mean um one of the things that often hits a nerve with people is sales reluctance and call reluctance. Um, you, I can't tell you how many times I get invited somewhere and they go, can you just talk to us about call reluctance? What is it why people don't want to pick up the phone, right? And it, and it all boils down to, in, at least in my opinion, um, you know, this feeling of you're bothering somebody. You're not supposed to be there. You know, it's a, it's a dirty word to say that this is a sales call and you're calling to solicit them potentially. Right. Um, but if you think about it the the reverse way, you have no problem picking up the phone and calling and ordering a pizza, do you? And you don't know that person either. (laughs) And technically you're disturbing what they were doing. Right. (laughs) So it, it's just a it's a mindset thing, and all you have to do is put yourself in the right mindset to be able to achieve exactly what your your goal is, which is pick up the phone so
0: so i I think that that's a a great reframe of it, like have you ever? pick up the telephone and order pizza and the answer for a lot of people might be no I just push button on the app but of course I'd be joking but yeah that's totally comfortable it's no problem picking up the phone and calling your mom or whatever it might be so so it's it's making sure that 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 that, that you do make that shift but that's easier said than done so how do you how do you walk people through that or how do you help make that shift
1: you know a couple things i think the main one um is you cannot be tied to any sort of outcome
0: mm-hmm.
1: right you can't have these preconceived expectations that um and i have it all the time where you know if somebody's making their rounds of calls they call me i pick up the phone and they say something like uh, i'm glad to talk to a real human cuz i've been talking to nothing but voicemails all day so I think that, you know, going in and having the expectation that you're going to be successful is a good mindset to have, but also not being attached to whether or not somebody picks up the phone or whether or not they reject you because there's, they don't know you to reject you. They're simply rejecting whatever the offer is, even if you don't get past the first 30 seconds of your call telling them that you're from XYZ company and this is in fact uh, a solicitation call, right? That and that alone is the most difficult thing to do. And the key here is once you, because it's it's really a seven second thing. Once you get past it, um, people can talk about their products and their services and their company all day long. They have no issues about that. It's the It's the seven seconds that says, you know, George, I'm calling and hoping you'd listen to me. I got a better mousetrap where they don't want to, they, they can't get through that part. So it's interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's a very real thing. If you've never experienced call reluctance or called strangers or, you know, made sales calls like that. I know I've certainly experienced it and it's. You know, I think you'd be lying if you said if you wake up on a Monday morning after not having done it for a couple of days, that the first call might still be an awkward thing, even if you've been doing it for a long time. So the more you can lean into that and 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 embrace it and then overcome it, I feel like that's probably a smart thing.
1: You know, you make a great point and resetting after every call is huge. You know, I think that um, the quicker you can pick up the phone again is probably to your benefit because uh, I can tell you for sure that I used to stew over every single call I made. Now it's just pick up the phone. If it doesn't work out, there's another number to call in,
0: you know, a microsecond kind of thing. And kind of circling back to the opposite of, of, The opposite of what probably ought to happen is you say, here's a list of contacts, go get them, you know, check back in in three months and they're left to their own devices, feeling like they're on an island and the activity dwindles down and probably dwindles down. The motivation of the feelings and everything else get bigger and bigger and bigger. How do you how do you think about uh, role playing and sort of practicing this? I think that, you know, if I
1: look at my company as an example, right? Um, every week, we take a random sample of calls from every single person that makes these sales calls for us. And we go through them line item by line item. And you can ask anybody on my team. Initially, there's some type of, oh no, he's going to put me in the hot seat and you know I'm going to be in front of everybody and I got to explain myself. Now they look forward to it after some repetition. And the reason why is, you know, they've been to other organizations where you don't get the opportunity to literally take your sales call and break it down line by line. And and now they can tell me what's going on, which is the interesting thing, right? Whereas before it was, oh, that, looks, that call is no good. And they don't really get the opportunity to... Um, I guess, review and and take that in and internalize it and actually get better the second time or the third time or the fifth time, right? So I think that a lot of companies out there today, um, they don't invest in their salespeople um, like, you know, bigger companies, the Xerox of the 80s. I mean, gosh, the, the amount of investment they made in personal training was crazy back then, right? You don't see that today. And I think that you know, it leads to attrition. Um, companies just don't keep salespeople like they used to, and salespeople will hop from boat to boat, from company to company when they see a better and bigger fit, right? Um, but that can be a trap as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, whenever we leave, we're we're taking ourselves with us. So if we've never actually developed the the skills to independently. Um, be able to manage through this, then we're just going to take our inability to self-manage to the next organization to or the next organization. Um, and at some level, I imagine the goal is to create a self-managing salesperson who doesn't need to sit on those calls. you know, I, I bet the best probably enjoy it, just like Tom Brady loves probably to go through the game over and over again after it's played to figure out how you can get better.
1: Yeah. Well, it's true. I mean, you know, um, when I started out, it was recording everything with an external microphone and listening to myself over and over and over. And I used to tell people this and they would go, you, you must be sick. <laughs> who, who in the right way would do this kind of thing? Um, now, with the phones, they have the software built right into them. So every time you pick up the phone, it hears what you say and it hears what the other side says and it records the entire thing for you. And it even annotates it in some, spe- you know, Ring Central. Um, not a free plug to them, but they, they do this. That is what their software does, right? So I think these are wonderful tools today that help salespeople if they really want to get better to go out there and, you know, use some of these softwares for very cheap or free um, and use that. To help their skill set, just augment that much more.
0: Got it. Yeah. And why wouldn't an organization? Why wouldn't they create a process around that? Why wouldn't they? Um, I don't think it's a why
1: wouldn't they question. I, I think that um, sometimes you have organizations. Just the other day, I got approached by a company that did. Nothing else but um, sell like phone systems um, for offices. And what the owner told me was they've just done things the same way for 20 years. And their biggest challenge now was with COVID, you can't just walk into an office building anymore, right? because those gold plaques that say no soliciting on the front doors actually mean something because they screened for COVID at the door. Right. Mm-hmm. So they kind of were forced to come up with a new sales process. Right. Um, and so back to your original question, why wouldn't they? I don't think it's, it's a, uh, you know, I think that if they realize the opportunity they certainly would. A lot of them just have been doing stuff the same way for 40 plus years and they don't know any better, which is fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I guess it's, it doesn't necessarily matter why, 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 why we're not doing something. It's, this is a huge opportunity. And if you could improve your, your new business conversion rates by 5%, 10%, 15%, I mean, for, a large organ for any organization. That's a big deal.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and part of it is just, you know, doing the activity. Um, you know, when I look at people who come into our program now, half the battle is just getting them to pick up the phone. Right. Uh, we worry about the who's and the what's and the, you know, okay, this is what you do here in the technique part of it after the fact, way after the fact, Right. It's sort of like going to the gym for the first time. Your form's never going to be perfect the first time you try to squat. And I bet if you hire a trainer, they'll tell you the same thing. We're simply looking for the activity and then we can train you from there. Same thing with our
0: uh, programs. I love it. Yeah. So how do how do organizations, uh, what does a typical engagement look like? How, how does that process work for you?
1: um typical engagement nowadays is a minimum of three months um we come in we do a sales assessment i'm really trying to get into the mind of the organization to understand what their sales process is before we do anything right so you you know find out what the product is who it's sold to why they buy it sort of the psychology behind that then we go in and understand okay how is it like? how is it being sold by what vehicle, right? Are you using the telephone? Is it email? Is it inbound traffic? Are people walking by a sign and then ordering it online? Like, what is it? Um, And then we understand the company's objectives to then work everything backwards. And then we put together a sales campaign, right? And then nine times out of 10 sales campaign is driven by a salesperson or a team of them in which we're training, mentoring, coaching them to uh, stand up to those what a sales manager would call KPIs, key performance in, uh, indicators.
0: Love it. Yeah. That makes sense. Need to figure out what's 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 going on and come up with a diagnosis because I, I imagine that sometimes there's not even a sales process that's uh, in place. So that's a whole different engagement than <laughs> when there's an existing process.
1: A lot of times it's kind of, again, let's throw it at the wall, see what sticks, which is fine, right? But when you're trying to be scalable, repeatable, um, you need some type of process there. And a lot of companies, unfortunately, at least in the small, medium space, um, they just don't have that today.
0: So, Yeah, makes sense. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people engage with you? Where can they learn more about you?
1: absolutely so um you can find me at jeremy at jeremychensales.com or the website simply is jeremychensales.com go on there drop me a note right now you can actually invite us in to audit your sales process for absolutely free so there's absolutely no obligation um invite us in for a day a week a month um let us understand what your process is, who your product is being sold to, or your service, and why they're buying it, and we will give you a free roadmap to say, "Here's what we think, here's how you get there, and here's what's missing in between." So again, Jeremy at JeremyChenSales.com or simply the website
0: JeremyChenSales.com. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jeremy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. If you're Running a company has a sales function, which I think that that's most companies, or you're part of a company that needs a more defined sales process or needs to tighten things up, whatever it might be, jeremychensales.com, it's J-E-R-E-M-Y-C-H-E-N sales.com, and then jeremy at Jeremychen Sales.com. take advantage of that, of that um, no-cost audit. I almost said free audit. Is free a bad sales word, Jeremy? Should I not say that? It depends
1: on who you talk to. I love free. Sign me up. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jeremy. Thanks again. Thanks for having me.
0: And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.